All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Elite Mentality. This is Brett Voorhees with EXP Realty and Team BC out here in South Florida. Today, we have a very special guest, Pablo. Welcome to the show, brother. Go ahead and introduce yourself for the people that don't already know you. Of course. Uh, first of all, thank you, man. Thank you for having me here. I think we already did a, like a mini interview once, and it was really good. So thank mm -hmm. you for having me again. My name is Pablo Rivera Espinosa de los Monteros. <laughs> it's a big ass name. Every time I say it, I introduce myself, man. It's it's funny now. <laughs> so, AKA Paul Spines. I don't know if you heard the story. No. That's that's my American name, man. I'll, oh, yeah? I'll tell you the story when I see you. Yeah, yeah, that's funny, man. So, sure. I'm an image consultant. I've been dedicating my entire life into image, fashion, style, but professionally. For the last decade, last 10 years, I've dedicated into the study of marketing, branding, uh, you know, because people confuse image with style. That's how I started, but it evolved as a businessman and as a business owner, it evolved uh, into advertising and into uh, even politics and, and a bunch of other stuff. So mm -hmm. that's what cool. I do. That's who I am. Excellent. And uh, like I was saying, this podcast is really about shedding light on kind of how other people the path that they took because everyone thinks that they always got it worse than the next guy. So uh, first opening question I have for you is what really brought you into the industry that you're in now? Um, because obviously it's a bit of more unique one. A lot of people don't even know that certain things like this exist, but um, you know, you really open this door and you're advertising it very openly now and to a point where, it's really waking a lot of people up, I feel like. So what really took you from from square one? Because obviously you're probably fed the cookie cutter stuff, like go to college, yeah. do this, do that. Yeah. Um, what what really brought you into where you are now in the career you chose? Uh, that's an awesome question, man. Yeah, I'll try to keep it short because you know me and I love talking. I love sharing <laughs> my shit and all that, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, the... If I could summarize it, or if I can tell you the short story, the short version of how I get got started into this, you know, I was the type of person that I didn't fit in. Like most of the people, maybe that are listening to this, or maybe your friends, maybe yourself, maybe, I don't know, we don't fit in, not because we are weird, but because we are entrepreneurs. And back in the day, there was not like an actual word for it. It was not that mainstream as it is right now. Right. And I hated that mentality of like the employee mentality, like the nine to five, or like the, uh, you know, just like the good kid that goes to school and gets good grades. I, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that, man. And I, I didn't want to fall into that category. Mm -hmm. So I always had this, uh, how, how would you say it? Like this little inside voice telling me, you can do better. You can do better. Why the fuck are you wasting your time here? I don't know if I can cuss, by the way. No, go ahead. Awesome. Man. Oh. Okay, free game. Oh. <laughs> there free we game. go. <laughs> so... Yeah, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here, man? So I don't, I don't belong here. But of course, trying to step away from the mainstream and that mentality, the, the normal, in quotes, mentality, it was really hard because nobody around me would understand me. Nobody around me would understand what I wanted. So immediately what happened, they labeled me as weird, as a, a trouble kid, all these labels that they put onto you. And they tried to put me into so many different schools, man. Shit, I tried so many different schools because I couldn't fit in into one until I dropped out. I didn't even finish high school. 
I don't know if you know uh, about this, but yeah. I didn't even want to finish high school because I, I was fed up with that bullshit and that system, at least for me, because not as a rebel. I'm not talking about just as a rebel, like fuck the system and this and that. I was, right. I literally approached at least five to six different teachers and I explained my case to them. Like, I don't see the point of this. I'm not learning anything and all these things are manipulated. You know, you're telling me a version from who the fuck knows uh, where and I mean, what the hell is this? And how, how is this going to make me money? And how is this going to, I was thinking like that, like way up ahead. Mm. And all of them, man, I'm not even joking. All of them just look at me like, what are you talking about, man? Like, what's wrong with you? you? You're supposed to be here. You're supposed to, you're not supposed to talk to us in this way. Like, you know, just, just swallow it up and, you know, go to school and shut the fuck up. And I was like, whoa. And I was talking to my mother. I was like, what the, what the fuck do I do? Like, I, I don't understand. And I, I don't want to, and I was learning on my own. Right. I mean, I, I how do you say it? I'm self-taught. I was reading my own books. I was reading the things that interest me. I remember the first thing that interested me was history because I know that if you don't know where you come from, if you don't know your roots, you don't know where you're going and you don't know who you are, which ties in into what I do right now. Mm -hmm. But again, the short version is I was like the rebel, the black sheep of the family. And I always had an affinity towards mm, growth or helping others growing. Now I can say it because I remember, you know, now everyone is a coach in today's society. Everyone knows. Everyone is the expert. But yeah, that I don't know. It's part of what I like. I always liked helping people because I, I wasn't part of the, uh, the elite group, but I wasn't part of like the losers. And I wanted to you know, understand the psychology of both of them and, and try to see if I could connect with both of them and this and that. So I always loved communication and I always loved beauty. Right. I always loved beauty, whether it's arts, music or fashion. Now, I have uh, or I leaned towards more into fashion and style because I've told this story. I don't even remember how many times, but uh, I used to change my outfit four, three to four times a day when I was a kid. And I did it again and again. And I loved watching me and I loved putting up different outfits. So. Again, I love doing that, but I didn't understood or I didn't understand. I'm sorry. How can you make a living out of it? And again, talking to so many different people back in the day that didn't understand that, they were again saying me like, "I don't know, Pablo, you cannot make a living out of outfits, so or helping others, or you know, or or talking." Even I remember I was criticized and I was critiqued so much for talking too much, for wanting to communicate, express myself. Everyone told me to shut up from teachers family so like what the okay cool so again i left my house you know i left i didn't finish high school i left my house i was like fuck it i was 17 years old and i went to the only friend that i had back in the day which uh, it's he lives in switzerland he's swiss and uh that opened my eyes so much because i was on my own first and foremost and uh, I was in a different country. And you have to understand, man, I come from a third world country, even though it, it sounds crazy because Mexico should not be a, a third right. world country. You know, we have a lot of infra infrastructure, a lot of money. You know, I think the, the, the richest man in the world is from Mexico. I don't know if it's the mm. second or the first. I don't even know, man. But yeah. when you're on that level, it doesn't really <laughs> matter anymore. <Exactly. laughs> uh, uh, so my world just 
expanded, you know, and, and my perception got so much expanded and I started seeing myself and my own interests, how I could develop them when I was not around the people that I grew up with, when I was not around the people, the haters and the so-called friends, which a lot of people think they have friends and they're not really your friends. You know, they're not really rooting for you. They're just keeping you stuck. So when I was there on my own with the only friend that I had living in Switzerland, I I began to talk to so many different people and they said, well, you know, you can become a personal shopper. I'm like, Oh, so you can do that. Cool. And little by little, you know, as I was traveling, I lived in Italy, I lived in Spain, I went to Morocco, I went, I visited so many different places and I learned fashion in Italy and I talked to different people and I understood that this is something that I love. And that, when I came back to Mexico, I started, uh, you know, just researching if there's anything else I can learn, not just fashion, but what else can I learn, you know, because I didn't want to make it in clothes. Right. I didn't want to become a, a, a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. I don't like making clothes. I just love outfits and putting them together. Mm-hmm. And that's how, how I came across um, with uh, an institution here. And it's only in Mexico. I don't even know why, but it's only in Mexico. And I believe that the founders, they took bits and pieces from so many different places. And, and the story goes that they started this a compendium or or a resume or i don't know how to say it man or putting up together all this knowledge of image imagology that's the name that they created the science that studies image or the scientifical study of image and they got it from the campaign from politicians from politics and the story goes that the campaign with uh uh which was it it was Kennedy and the other guy, the Nixon, right? Mm-hmm. Supposedly, Kennedy is the first president that got makeup, right? He yeah. got makeup, they did his hair, they chose the fabric, they chose his outfit and everything. When back in the day, it was like, you're not going to tell me what to wear. I'm a man and I do, I know what, I know what I'm doing and this and that. So the people that heard the debate on the radio, they thought that... Uh, Nixon, Nixon won it. But this was the first televised debate in the history of the United States, right? So mm-hmm. the people that saw it, they were like, damn, Nixon seems so stressed out because he was sweating. But it was, it was not because he was nervous, it because, you know, the lights of the TV set and, and all this. Mm-hmm. And because Kennedy was so well put together, image-wise, that started a whole branch of, of, of studies of, oh, so we're onto something. We can manipulate through one color, through one makeup, through this, through words, blah, 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 blah. and then imagology was invented, quotes in quotes. Yeah. And I got into that and I started learning that here and boom, you know, I just, I got into that. But again, before I pass it back to you, man, I don't know if you have uh, to your next question. I didn't have the money to study that in, in that institution because it's a very fucking expensive career, man. I'm sure. Because it's so yeah. because it's so strange, and not many people know about this, right? And and it's it's like a niche. It's it's a very young career. It, it mm-hmm. it's only eighteen years old. Eighteen years old as a career. It's super young, and it's very fucking expensive. So I said, "Damn! Now what am I gonna do?" I just found, finally I found my my path and and the thing that my career 
Now yeah. I do want to go to school. Now I'm not even complaining about not uh-huh. going to school. I want to learn this. Uh-huh. But I didn't have the money. So I didn't make any excuses. I started learning. I approached the school every single day for about one month. I'm just, just one month. I went there and I started, you know, to become familiar, I, I, to become familiar with uh, one teacher. And then that teacher became the headmaster of that, of that school, of the school. And he started giving me the notes and he started giving me certain, you know, like uh, insights. He became like, in quotes, my mentor, mm-hmm. not necessarily one-on-one, but he's just like, well, you know, read this book. I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this book. I read everything about imagology. I read everything that they, inside the school study. And then a friend of mine actually studied that career because I was so passionate about the, the imagology and image. And, oh, man, I want to do these for the rest of my life. And this, But he has the money or he had the money. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Pablo, you, the way that you explain this career is so beautiful in this knowledge. I want to do that too. But he actually had the money to go into the school. <laughs> so then he passed all his notes and he passed me all his books and everything that they were teaching. And I was self-taught and I started learning everything, man. And then I approach also every business that has to do with fashion, uh, even interior design or image wise, everything that has to do with that. And all of them, it's just like, because I was hungry, hungry for knowledge. Uh-huh. Okay. I knew that I didn't have the money to study there, but I knew that I wanted to learn about that and wanted to dedicate myself to that. So I approached the agencies that dedicate themselves to that. And I said, don't pay me. I'll sweep the floors. I'll do whatever the fucking it takes. Just give me the knowledge. I just want to learn. And all of them say, no, 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 no. Until I was so depressed, man. I was so fucking depressed that I approached, finally, I approached the headmaster of that school, which it was, it was like kind of my friend uh-huh. now, right? He became my friend. We became, we became friends. And he said, you know what, Pablo? I mean, I think like you are very insecure, man, because you have the knowledge and you don't need any of these fucking validations. And this is coming from me, the headmaster. I get paid to, to teach you and to, and, you know, to, to get mm-hmm. you on school. But I know your story and I know that you know more than the rest of these fucking idiots that are inside the school that they, they just, they're just wasting their times, man. Mm-hmm. They, they're not really passionate like you are on this subject. So that blew my mind, that opened my mind. And I said, fuck it, I'm gonna open up my own business. And the rest is history, man. <laughs> yeah, man, tying it back to the beginning, those teachers, it's like, look now, motherfuckers, yeah. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone, uh, but it, one thing that I did wanna touch on, cause I yeah. did read a book a while back, Napoleon Hill, Outwitting the Devil, I'm not mm. sure if you read it. Yeah. That's but he really idea. talks about yeah. challenging, you know, mm. other, I, I guess like the norm right? And yeah. how we're fed all this crap from a young age. And the kid that's the most expressive and the most natural and unique to them are young children because yeah. their mind has not been warped and they haven't been brainwashed yet. You know what I mean? So you can learn a lot totally. from, from young kids. Yeah, um, totally, yeah. So it, it really stemmed from you challenging those thoughts and you're like, what, what is all that? And it's not making sense. Most people, I, yeah. I don't know what it is. I guess they don't think, think ahead. I, I'm not too sure. But um, so that's where, really where it stemmed from. Um, now, going on to, because you have a really unique story. Um, yeah. a, a lot of people probably would have quit early, early on, you know? And yeah. I can only imagine how you felt going through and just striving on and striving on and striving on. What were some of the toughest obstacles, I guess we could say, or, or struggles that you had to go through? Because I'm sure that there was plenty of times where you're like, you know what? 
like, I don't know about this anymore. Um, you know, like the urge of, of cracking and, you know, you, you kept moving forward. What were some of the toughest struggles that you remember uh, having to go through along this journey? Damn. Uh, there's been so much, so, so, so many different uh, situations and yeah. trials and tribulations that I went through, man. And yeah, I, I remember uh, I was struggling with suicide, man, right? I remember that twice. The first time I was just a kid. And I think now I see it as normal, even though it's not normal. And this should be approached. I mean, this is not fucking normal. Yeah. But uh, I was a kid, right? And I grew up without a father and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I mean, you, you, get, you get the point. But Definitely. the second time that I wanted to do that, it be, it's because I didn't, you know, I, I couldn't find a way to become what I wanted to be. And I, the picture was already clear. Like, okay, I know this is what I want to do with my life. I know this is... This is like the path is clear, but I don't know how the fuck to get started. And it, it, it's like the first step is right there, but there's a gap. Then I have to jump and it seems so fucking far. And I, damn. So again, this was uh, right when I was just about door knocking on this um, image consulting business, right? Mm -hmm. Because every man, you know about this man being in sales. Rejection hits you like a motherfucker, man. If you're and not prepared. Yeah. And the, yeah, if you're not prepared and I was not prepared, at least not mentally, I, I just had pure heart. That's right. all I had, pure heart and, and, and willpower, but I had no mental preparation. You know, I, I, I didn't learn anything. I wasn't reading books from, I don't know, Napoleon Hill or right. anybody else. Right. I was not really feeding my mind to become stronger, to become a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. So that hit me so much. I'm like, damn, I'm not even asking for money. I'm, I'm literally here begging for knowledge, man, telling them to let me sweep the floors and I'll do whatever. And they don't, they're rejecting me, man. They're fucking evil motherfuckers. And I, <laughs> I said, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe I was not born to become an image consultant. Maybe I'm never going to learn about this. So I, I began to think, well, maybe I'll work at a fucking McDonald's because again, I didn't have any money mm -hmm. and I had to pay the bills. And I was, you know, I was about, 20, 20, 21 or something like that. And, uh, you know, I had to go back to live with my mom because I, I, I didn't, I wasn't making any money. So man, it was tough. It was really, really fucking tough. Yeah. But there's been so many different times like that. I know. <laughs> so many different obstacles where, you know, I, I said, I've heard rock bottom, but, uh, you know, another one that I can remember that really transformed me and changed the way that I see life and approach it is when I ended up living on the streets. This was way ahead. Me already being an image consultant, pursuing my dreams. I had a dream to go live in Spain, to go back to Europe because I fell in love with Europe. And uh, by following that dream, <laughs> I ended up living in the streets. <laughs> and I got mixed up with some very nasty, bad people that were doing the wrong things. I mean, I don't want to say it here, uh, yeah. but I, I mean, it's already out there, but yeah, you know, people that are, were dealing drugs and all this type of shit and it was really bad people. Yeah. And I got mixed up with them and eventually I got banned from Europe. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that I was also like, damn, I have, again, I have no money. I'm living on the street. Yeah. You take so many things for granted, like taking a shit in a proper toilet, man. <laughs> I remember when I came back to Mexico, I was like, damn, this is, this is the nicest thing ever, man. Just 
going to a proper toilet that you can call my your own mm-hmm. or you know just lighting up the 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 lights I, I remember that i was like there's light oh my god this is the <laughs> shit <laughs> so that that was tough man but yeah <laughs> yeah no i i can only imagine especially because you've gone down a path like you said it's a very new and young type of uh you know career and yeah. you feel so alone so many times along that yeah. and you know those points where you are at literally rock bottom, you know, um, and having to, to come through. So I'm sure it feels great being able to climb back up that ladder and, and grab control of your life again and and really start moving things forward. What were some of the most rewarding or, or best things that could have, that could have happened in, in lessons you've learned? Cause I'm sure a lot of the most important lessons were probably from, those darker deep times and you you know so you know what were some of the most rewarding times for you along this path uh i i well there's been quite a few as well you know because as as, you know the same thing the pendulum always swings you know this is one of the alchemy laws Mm -hmm. if everything is going down to shit then everything will is bound to go very very good so i've had some pretty good times as well and i remember for example when i i i uh I wrote my first book, The Rules of Style. That was so refreshing to me because everything that was going to my mind, because again, I'm like a weird guy, right? After I learned everything from imagology, I said, you know what, motherfuckers, there's going to be something even deeper than what you're telling me or even deeper mm-hmm. than what you're teaching in, in, in school. And I started even going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's when I realized that there's so many different layers to this imagology, which is communication and perception mm-hmm. so many different layers and that there's a reason why a lot of people are not aware of these of, of these teachings or this knowledge mm-hmm. because if you can call it the elite right oh uh, yeah the elite people that have all the money the politicians and whatever even uh, advertising uh, industry they uh, they don't want you to understand that because then you'll not be as easy to manipulate to be manipulated right because or- if i teach you everything how everything goes with an image you know they won't manipulate you. So the first time I wrote my book, I was like, oh, finally I get to see what was boiling or cooking inside of me. I, I didn't know how to phrase it back in the day. I was just starting to do, I, I wasn't even making videos. So boom, I put it everything on my book. And the first sale that I made, man, I was like, that. yeah, I made it, man. I, the first sale that I made with my book, my own fucking book, my own words, the things that are on yeah. my mind. And it was my mom. <laughs> I saw it, you know, and I was like, I, I went to her. I'm like, yeah, I got my first, because I, I kind of I wanted to rub it into their faces, into my family. Like, hey, you motherfuckers thought that I wasn't going to make it. Well, look at this. This is the first sale. And it was like, shit, I don't know, like 10 bucks or 15 bucks. I don't yeah. even remember. <laughs> but because of that, the second best thing that I can remember, you know, because there's been quite a few, is... Uh, I got so much, or I believed so much in that book and in, into the narrative of that book that I started recording myself. Mm-hmm. I started making my videos. I started putting my, my things out there. I started pushing my, my message boom, on social media, on Facebook, boom, 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 all over the place. And that got picked up by one of my old mentors. And that, you know, he's the first entrepreneur or business owner that believed in me. And his, and he, it's just because he said it like, 
he saw me on one of my videos and was like, damn, you're onto something. I want to interview you. And we did the interview. He listened to it. And after the interview, he said, you know what, man? I have an event, a seminar next week. Why don't you come to America? I'm like, fuck. So this actually is paying off, man. And then I went to America, man. And we just exploded. The message got so much more impact. And my sales went through the roof. And also here in Mexico, I started to, you know, just to get a little bit more attention. I, ha I had a, another great, and this is the last one that I will share. Mm, I, I, I um, got interviewed in, on national TV here in Mexico. Uh, that to me, it was also like, damn, from living in the streets, now I have people want doing interviews to me. I'm like, fuck. And I'm talking about what I'm passionate about. So mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Also, another one, man, but the first time I was, I was in front of, the, of, of, the, of, the, of an audience or the first time I was in front of the stage talking yeah. about what I love and seeing the response, not because of my words, but seeing the results of these teachings, of these things that have nothing to do with me. These, are, these teachings are available to everyone. They don't necessarily come from me, mm -hmm. but seeing them work and they actually change people's lives. I was like, fuck, that's that's yeah. some of the things that have been really I, yeah, I can I can only imagine um and yeah. a lot of this stuff is is really subliminal um and that's yeah. it's almost it influences us so much everything we see um on, social media and like, like brands like coca-cola the amount of money they spend and just their logos and designs it's so much money um I feel like a lot of people don't don't know about that, you know, because the logo is so simple. But the amount of money and time they put into it, uh, is it, crazy. So, um, yeah, it's it is crazy. I've worked in advertising campaigns. I do freelance work for big companies uh, such mm -hmm. as uh, Herradura Tequila, uh, Modelo Beer Company, even Jack Daniels, man. And wow. the level of details that they pay attention to the the smallest things that you in your own mind would be like nobody's going to pay attention to that, man. Like, come on, man, Get to, just fucking relax. But they pay attention to even the smallest fucking detail. And that's why they have the name that they have. And that's why most people don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all these little things, they compound and they can really, yeah. really influence you. It's, it's just, just the colors alone. Um, you yeah, know, totally. the whole, you could talk an hour about it. Um, cool. I so, know, right. If, uh, if anybody here is listening and wants to step it the fuck up with their style, how can they, how can they reach you, Pablo? <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Step the fuck up with your style. Shit. <laughs> uh, well, they can reach me at Pablo Mentor. I'm all over social media. Or you can go to stylesystems.net or pablomentor.com. And, you know, you can see, you can, I've written eight books. And you just go there, man, and you'll, you'll find my book social media you'll see me i'm on youtube i have my own podcast also man so i'm all over the place man <laughs> uh, that's awesome all right brother for sure thank you so much i appreciate your time i know uh you, you've probably been really busy looking forward to miami um everyone yeah. thank you for listening if you got something out of this uh be sure to share it with a friend and i'll see you guys on the next one thank you man